0: All right, here we go. Another episode of Pro Cycling Bets. We'll be talking about a few things, but of course, the Velter has kicked off. Uh, but Nick has graciously spent some time with us. Nick, how's it going? Have you? Uh, it seems like you you watched some cycling at the gym.
1: Where, yeah, uh, I was uh, at the climbing gym the other day, and they had a race on on the TV, and everyone was watching there. And I took a picture and sent it to Brent. I'm like, "Oh, look at this man! You got the got the race going here." And I was sad to hear that it wasn't the Velta. So am not sure what it was. Not sure if you could figure out what it was. But uh, yeah, that was kind of my yeah, reaction. I week. think it, was,
0: it might have been the Renui Tour that used to be the the Bingo Bongo Tour, um, which was in Belgium. And then it could have been the Deutschland Tour as well. It could have been the Tour of Scandinavia, which was the Women's World Tour race. There was a few, few races on this week. And then the Velta kicked off yesterday uh in the evening which was uh we can kind of dig into that um a little bit it was a it was a team time trial there's a lot of controversy because the uh well it was wet um for one thing so it hadn't rained for three months in spain and it decided to have a, a thunderstorm uh, which made it super dark so like you know you have those heavy cloud covers and then kind of like later into the evening it's darker than it should be, theoretically. So the teams that started first had a much bigger advantage. So, uh, so we didn't put this bet down. We did we did pretty well because uh, EZ, e, EF Education Post uh, was 10 to 1 to be in the top three. And they just clicked into the top three, luckily enough. So that was nice. Um, we'll get into that a little bit, too, because they marked our bet wrong. And so we can talk about like what you can do if the bet company marks your bet wrong. Uh, but uh, the teams that went last were basically riding in the dark. So you're, you're riding in the dark with giant puddles and like, it was just, it was a, it was crazy to be honest. I, we haven't seen anything like it uh, for a while. Cause imagine being in team, like a, just like trying to ride in a line of riders and like with no lights on your bike uh, in the dark. And it was just, it was uh, so a lot of upsets The the team that won went f- you know, close to the start when it was super light and they were actually 751, I think, to one to win the stage. So that's that goes to show uh just how far a long shot they were. I don't think anybody actually put down a bet on that, probably because uh, the team that should have won was Jumbo, but they were just everyone was taking it cautious. You know, I uh, don't want to crash. Don't want to lose too many time 10 seconds. But essentially you have these seven riders kind of like so team time trial, is like a time trial, except you're riding as a team. Uh, and so there's usually only four or five of them every year in the World Tour races. Uh, so this, the Velta usually has one, but it was, uh, riders were not happy. Uh, and so today's stage uh, was also supposed to be rainy. And so they kind of like did like a mild protest with the, the CPA. They're, they're kind of, it's not a union, but um, uh, the kind of riders association. Uh, and so they kind of like marks the stage. Uh, the GC times. So the, the the general classification times have taken 10 kilometers before the finish or, or nine kilometers before the finish. And so that kind of reduces the risk, uh, I, you know, finishing the stage because then not everyone's battling for like the the final, but then they had bonus seconds and the bonus seconds were actually like, you know, still made people fight for the end of the stage because they kept the bonus seconds, which like, you know, because it, uh, it subtracts from your total time, basically, those bonus seconds. So it was kind of like a a wash, to be honest. Uh, it wasn't really a compromise. Um, but the riders, again, weren't happy today. So yeah, I think it's supposed to be sunny from now on. So it's all good. But it was, it was a hectic start. You know, a lot of crashes today. We were listening to the stage today, and it was just crash, crash, crash. And it was just like, yeah, you know, you don't want to hear that. So um,
1: especially anyway. so early especially so early into the tour where that's like a really, really psychologically painful to have a crash like day one, day two. That's kind of like, man.
0: Oh, super bad. Like one of our, one of our top 10 candidates that we had, we'd placed some money on, uh, broke his collarbone today. So he's out and it's just like, um, you know, it's, it's kind of unfortunate to have someone, Uh, so like not just from a betting angle just from like a a a general race and overall enjoyment perspective you know you want these competitors to survive you know roughly closer to the (laughs) closer to the end of the race if possible uh it's not fun to see them out on on day one or day two so um it is the fact that like you know that's part of what cycling is right like you're not going to have you start with 176 riders you're not going to have all of them finish the race you're gonna probably have like 140 um finish potentially but you want them in there as long as possible right so um yeah yeah we'll see all the big contenders are still in there it's a it's a it's a big big race it's got uh everybody all the all the big names Roglich, ringer guard um Garen Thomas Ayuso all, all the big names are in there except Tade uh, Pagatra. so uh, it should be an exciting race we uh, it'll be, it'll be fun to uh, keep keep, uh, keep track of it as it goes along
1: for sure, sure. I just want to take a step back and ask a few questions about the tour overall just to get a sense so obviously it's happening in Spain how would you say at a high level it compares to the Tour de France or the Giro like are there some kind of like more hills, mm. less hills, like what are some characteristics about the tour that make it different and special?
0: Yeah, great question. So I think, you know, the way, the easy way to classify the three tours is, you know, the Giro is probably the toughest. Uh, it's the, has the longer stages, has the most elevation. It's the first one of the year. Uh, the, uh, Tour de France is obviously the most prestigious, uh, you know, does it usually more roulette based, but, um, it's also quite hard. And then, and then the the VELTA used to be known as like, you know, flat, 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 flat. The profiles used to be like flat, 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 flat. And then right at the end, there's like a giant hill. Like it was just like every stage was just like flat and then giant hill. Um, the stage lengths are roughly around the two of the France stage lengths. Um, and it's kind of just like, yeah, I think it, the ASO, the Amari Sports Organization, bought out the race uh, a number of years back. And they slowly started to transition it to become more like the tour. You know, there's a number of hills that kind of like are throughout the stage that can kind of form breaks. And um, today, like the break held on till that 10 kilometer mark when they took the GC times. So someone from the break actually is wearing the winner's jersey, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, it's it's um, a lot of uh the best climbing is done at the velta as well because usually the climbs don't start at altitude so they usually start at sea level and then go to altitude so you can perform much better as an athlete when you're like you know obviously riding close to sea level and so you'll get the best power numbers as well um but it's usually these like hard difficult climbs at the end of stages, which kind of like mark the Velta and there's more of that. So like, even in this first week, you'll have a number of hard climbs, which is kind of crazy, just like looking at the stage profiles. And so uh, you definitely need to be a good climb. There's almost no sprinters here because the number of sprinters stages are just eh, eh, um, very low. Um, and so you'll, you'd have all those sprinters going to the Deutschland tour or the you know the Renui tour that was just happening um compared to the the Velta this year and so um yeah it's a it's a different kind of race uh it was nice to see that the rain had kind of brought some green to the to the landscape because usually it's pretty pretty brown i would say at this time of year i think some of the joy of watching cycling in our opinion is you know the the cool vistas and seeing all that that's going on them but uh this time it was a little bit green i think because the rain had kind of i don't know awoken some stuff but yeah that's a little recap of the stage on that
1: note i imagine it's one of the hotter tours in terms of like end of august in spain like that's going to be probably a lot hotter than
0: yeah they were saying that maybe that's why they held the team time trial so late because like in the uh, evening it's a little bit cooler gotcha. uh, but you know overall it's uh it was 40 degrees for a while there uh but the the mm-hmm. rain broke the temperature so today it was around 25 which was you know obviously much much more rational but yeah usually the valta is and where you have to do a lot of heat trading for and mm-hmm. it, it can yeah. just be like a lot uh it can be a mess basically if you're not prepared for the heat uh one of the main competitors even one year complained or kind of blew up on one stage and he, what he blamed it on was he was wearing a black helmet he was like man huh. i was just cooking i was just cooking under this helmet <laughs> um and it's true though it, the difference between a white helmet and a black helmet is like vastly they on not test and it's crazy how much hotter huh. a black helmet is compared to a white helmet so if you're you know in the market for a helmet and you're going to be biking a lot in the summer you know buy a white helmet so it looks cooler it's also less hot you won't cook your head like an egg uh as they <laughs> said apparently i think my favorite phrase the dutch have a number of interesting phrases uh he's belgian sorry but the belgian also have a number of interesting phrases one of them yesterday was like i think he was uh the line he used like uh, they think we're we're monkeys in the zoo or something complaining that you know they're the riders don't get any respect and you know mm. just like kind of and of says like pawns, you know, you got this British writer who came on and said, oh, we're just like pawns in this, in their little like, you know, whatever game, whatever. But no, monkeys in the zoo, <laughs> they are there. So I, I found that very nice. enjoyable.
1: Very cool. Something else I want to circle back to, you mentioned you had a bet marked wrong. How, how? Ah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. yes. So
0: a few, of, uh, a few of us had our bet marked wrong for the T3 on... Yeah, T3 for EF education post in stage one. So they were 10 to one and it was marked wrong. Probably because like the timing was a little bit weird too. It kind of got messed up during the stage. And so they were trying to address that. But regardless, uh, we actually stopped using Betway because we had a bet marked wrong. And, you know, it was really difficult to submit support. And then we did and then they never actually marked it right. But anyway, um, Bet365 has three, like two ways that are good. You can email them, which is good. And then, you know, just we gave them the bet ID uh, and what it was marked wrong. And then you can also submit like a web message as well. But I think the one thing we wanted to call out that like some of us uh, knew about and we didn't was you can, the fastest way is probably direct messaging them on Twitter. Oh no, sorry, not Twitter anymore, X. Uh, So you can direct message them on X and then provide them their bet ID and like stats. So we linked them the PCS report of like mm, pro cool. cycling stats report of like, you know, here's the, here's the results brah. Like you, you marked it wrong. Uh, and yeah. I, it was pretty fast. It was like, um, sometimes they auto corrected, it, but it was like two hours later and they had it auto corrected it. So, um, we reached out and then after about an hour and a half, they, they fixed it up. So that's good. Um, because you know, 10 to one odds is you know pretty good like we did pretty well so uh we wanted that money um but yeah because uh, you know you can be stressed right you know if you put a lot of money down and <laughs> they mark it wrong so yeah uh, uh that's why we don't use that that way anymore but you know here's what it is but just some useful information for people so cool very cool and
1: this is was this for the time trial race
0: yeah it's for the time trial race so they it wasn't actually an each way bet. They they sometimes offer like a specific bet that says uh, team or rider to top three. And so it's similar to an each way bet, except you don't need to do the first portion. You know, an each way bet you have to do to win, to open up the option to do top three. Sometimes they'll just do a T3 bet um, option. Uh, and they'll often have a no option as well for certain teams so for example Yambo Visva won't top three mm-hmm. um yeah. and you can bet on that as well so some some of the big name teams uh yeah they wouldn't have made a lot of money yesterday that's for sure it was a it was a complete like reversal of what was expected to happen so
1: mm-hmm. And in terms of one question around time trials, I'm not sure if we talked about team time trials, like how does the scoring work? Is it just like a sum of all the times or how do they mm-hmm. yeah, calculate the scoring so for it time with, trials?
0: Yeah, it's confusing. Like there's you, there's a number of different ways that they kind of market sometimes, but I think the best way or the most straightforward is you start with seven riders and then it's the fifth rider that to cross the line where the time is taken so you can lose two riders uh and those Hmm. two riders will have their times the group of five riders or group of seven if you finish all seven will all get marked with the same time as that fifth rider Hmm. Uh, but uh if the two riders off the back drop off they'll get marked with the time when they cross the line so like they'll lose more time they won't get like put together with that fifth rider for example um from their gc time and then that's how yeah that's how the gc works uh, in terms of timing um and they'll go off
1: in groups of
0: about you know a minute and a half from each other so the teams will go off uh roughly
1: cool and i imagine them not counting every rider allows for like some crashes not compromising the whole team's union outcome
0: exactly and it's also tactical too you can have some riders pull super hard who aren't going to go oh, for the GC? Oh, interesting. And then, yeah, and then they can blow up, and then it doesn't really matter because they're not going for GC. So they'll just like take one for the team, basically.
1: Cool. Very cool. And other kind of like um, tour-wide bets you placed this this tour. I remember last Tour of France, you were kind of more hesitant about placing those long-term bets. How'd you how'd you fall for this one?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think we. We fell prey to doing the long term bets again and we got locked out again because now, yeah, we can't do the matchups day to day, but we are busy with other things in life. So we didn't want to do the matchups every day anyway because they do take up, you know, they take up enough time um, to do those every day. So we just did some bigger bets on the overall. Um, but yeah, we, we did talk to bet 365 and it's, it's to do with the number of the amount you have down over the complete span and it doesn't like the way it filters into the algorithm is like you can't have too much money on these overalls and then try and do the the matchups day-to-day it's just too much risk profile for them so anyway um yeah we did some overalls uh we made we have you know we made a new betting app to track uh it's in internal beta right now so if you guys want to you know test it out reach out to us but you can track your bets now and it will, uh, essentially we, we made some bets for, you know, top tens. So for example, Max pool is a, you know, a young British writer on, on DSM and he was like six to one to top 10. And we think he will, uh, it's unfortunate though, that Oscar Arnley, you know, broke his collarbone today in the race because he's one of his strong teammates who would have helped them there. Um, and we also had him to top 10 as well, but. Uh, regardless, it's helpful to track because now you can kind of see uh, you can do it per race and then you can you can see all your bets per race. So it's it's compared to on the betting apps, you know, they just kind of like list your bets kind of thing with this. You can see all your setting bets and you can mark them open and close. You can see how much money you've successfully made or how much you have open and like you can kind of track your progress in that sense we're still iterating on it because it's not perfect but it does give you a pretty good uh, indicator of like how you're performing overall like we knew how we were performing basically because we didn't add money to our account and we we kind of just like um you know you could you could measure it that way but this is super helpful to measure by like okay do i do well on time trials do i do well on matchups do i do well on uh overalls do i like how you know what's my performance across all races for example what's my performance across this race um and then yeah we've we've scraped pcs so you get like um images of the riders which is kind of nice to be honest to like see or like oh i bet on this rider had their kind of like image pop up and like um all that jazz and so uh, yeah it's coming along it's good uh we'll, we'll get there it'd be nice to kind of like this is like long term but it'd be nice to have it like automatically update so um it's it's hard to integrate with the, you know the betting APIs because they don't want you to do that so but it'd be nice to like scrape pcs after a race is completed and then like mark your bets kind of automatically based on that um that would be like primo kind of end of and perfect but you know we'll get there one day but uh right now it's just nice to see like hey we're already up 10 bucks or um, hundred bucks or whatever on the uh yeah the the feltha so uh very cool. So if, if you you know anybody wants to test that out, feel free to reach out.
1: That's cool. I think like getting that historical performance data and especially kind of segmented by I mean, race type and stuff like that. I think that's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think because also. Uh, I think I was going to prod you to talk about this, but we're also building out a, like a a better time trial score. So we're kind of interested to see if we can perform super well on time trial races. And so the way we're doing that is we're pulling these races for these riders. And then we're also pulling um, because PCS does this uh, silly way of like creating a score, but essentially we're going to pull like the average speed, the distance, the, the parkour type, um, the average elevation for the time trial and then also like the nation. So like we're going to rank like certain nations uh, time trials when they have like n- national time trials, like higher than others. Like, for example, like in the women's uh, Australia has a super strong time trialing kind of uh, group, I guess, of riders. And so their score should be bumped up if they perform well in their kind of like time trial there um pcs also has this idea of like a uh, like a a ranking of the race which is nice and we're going to see if we can like factor that in as well like if it's against strong competitors like uh and how they performed how does that factor into the score i don't think they actually use it though for like calculating the time trial score but if we can factor that in along with like how many seconds they were off the lead by kind of thing and like there's just like so many variations you could play with to see how you can perform. Um, but what we want to have is like we want it to basically filter up riders you may not expect to perform well. Because almost every time child, there's always someone in the top three who you like just forget about or like you just like didn't think about. Um, and you can go to PCS and you can filter by like oh, top 10 time trialists for this race, but it's just going to give you it based on their score and it's going to be the obvious ones. Um, and it's almost never like the one who actually performs well. And then, you know, you can do it based on trend line and how the trending. And so um, I think it'd be really cool. Uh, we think it'd be really cool if you like could just like, you know, have that gen- generated and um, basically take out the work from the bed, essentially um you know it's also a very time I, I i think we've talked about how we can make we make a lot of money off these matchups but they do take time and so if you can just like maybe at some point in the future bubble up which r- matchups are likely the most uh misplaced then you can just like select those right and, and you can just like consistently do that you won't win every time but at least you have some sort of like basis that you can like generate your picks off of because like we do this with mlb where we've been actually doing quite well like we just like okay this guy on this like uh, action network app or whatever it's just like a betting app it's just like okay these are his picks and then you see everyone else's picks and then you can kind of just like you know you just select the ones that people, anyway, that like these people who have consistent returns pick, and then like we've been doing pretty well, just like gotcha. kind of betting what people pick. So, if we can have this algorithm that we can just trust that, like, yeah, and no, we're not going to win every time, that's not what we we're trying to do. But if we can win 60% of the time on these matchups, or it can filter up these kind of like, can it can bubble up these people who are better values, and then it just takes out the work of, um, because at the, end, at the end of the day, this it is enjoyable to bet. Um, but we also want to be long-term profitable consistently. And so some days we may want to, and we do have the time to dig a little bit deeper and like do the more analysis, but we don't have time every day. And it'd be nice to like automate that part. And we think we can specifically with time trials and then like hopefully one day matchups as well. Very cool.
1: Uh, starting with time trials, because it's a bit less variables than other other races
0: yeah yeah there's less variables to take into account and like matchups are tricky because it's like um you can do the head to heads against each other but there's just so much like how riders are better on certain stages and you're gonna have to factor that in it's basically like you got you're gonna have to factor in if the rider can win the race and like how do you do that and then also factor in the performance against the other competitor we haven't given enough thought but there's like a lot more variation in there compared to like a time trial score which is a lot simpler it's just like okay we're generating this score with these variables and then if we can like play around with it and tweak certain things here and there um can we get it to perform in a way where we're consistently having these outliers who are bubbled up to within a certain range like we we can we can do that. Um, And we can test it very easily, uh, compared to like, we really haven't mapped out from like a architecture perspective about how to figure out the matchup situation. We just think it's like plausible. We just haven't really done the mental mapping of how to make that happen.
1: Yeah. Either way, that sounds like a super cool tool to kind of take a lot of that, like mathematical grunt work out and automate it. And then just kind of like bubble up writers who you might not expect, um, To be yeah
0: yeah i think in the off season too we also want to like you know we're going to generate profiles for every team too i think that'll be good content for the blog um and also like who are the probably the top contender the gc contenders for this team Um, and so we can just like do that for people on the blog and um that takes a lot because again the number the number one thing when you're when you're making a bet is like does this person want to win um, and one of the variables of does this person want to win is, is the team going to allow them to win? Um, but it's also like the motivation factor. I, I don't think you'll ever be able to like, really, it would be super hard to, to, to figure out the motivation factor. Cause it's, you know, you'd have to pull in like news data source and like, maybe like, uh, like interviews and stuff. It would be really complicated, uh, to figure out the motivation factor, but, um, it might be possible to be fair. So, uh, anyway, um, that's kind of like our our process at the time. So we'll we'll see if we can get uh, our own version of the time trial score up. You know, in the coming months, uh, and and hopefully get some good responses up on that.
1: Nice, very good. Cool. Definitely keep us keep us posted as it develops.
0: Yeah, no, it's exciting. Uh, you know, we're, what we're trying to do here is, you know, create a blank create a brand and, and create something that like we're passionate about and we, we hope other people are, are getting some benefit from in terms of, you know, the content in the blog, but also we want to, you know, you know, we were talking to Nick before this call started, but you know, you want to, you want to provide good, solid quality content. And I think having this time trial score up that like continually gets updated, um, might be a good way of doing that. And, you know, um, it, it might prove to be a, eh, Yeah, beneficial. I think in in the long run for a lot of people. Uh, Like we 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 might paywall it a little bit just in case uh, it becomes too like if it's if super good like you know it could be could be something like that. Um, but we'll see. Uh, We'll probably make it free for for everyone in the initial in the initial part just to get people excited.
1: Super cool. And if people are interested, they can reach out to you as it's in the open beta right now. Yeah, open
0: beta. beta close better um we also want to get a discord started in terms of you know we've just been busy with other things in life but um get people talking get people get a little community going about um talking about bets on, on on cycling and uh just in general kind of like have it more focused on the betting angle angle and um also just like bets in general around uh you know other other sports as well um we think that like people can be pretty passionate about this stuff and so having sort of community focused on cycling but then kind of expanding to other sports and just generating ideas because I think we know we don't have all the best ideas a lot of people have good ideas and maybe we can make them come to fruition so yeah uh, stay tuned for that down the line as well
1: nice good stuff but
0: uh yeah uh, we'll we'll wrap things up here but uh, in terms of La Velta uh it's looking it's looking fun. I think it'll be an interesting interesting race for sure. Uh now that the first two kind of rainy days are out, out of the out of the way. Um uh today's we, we thought we were going to have some good luck with Roman Gargoire but uh you know Andreas Kron kind of took the win so you have these unexpected people taking wins and it's i think we'll have that moving forward too so you know take those long shot odds take those value odds and you, you might pay off so it be exciting um but uh anyway take care guys have a good one see ya